Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. Let's begin at verse number 3, read down through verse number 6. While you're turning, let me quickly remind you, of course, um, this next Sunday is Heritage Sunday in, the, in our morning service. And so the Joy Group's going to be in charge of that service, and it's going to be a great time. I've heard about some of the, um, some of the testimonies and the singing that's going to take place at the Heritage Service next Sunday morning. And what we're doing with that service is we are, we are celebrating over 70 years of, of the blessings of the Lord. And uh, it is important to remember where the Lord has brought, brought us from. And so um, we uh, are grateful for the blessings of the Lord. And you're going to hear a, a few testimonies that kind of uh, chronicle our time as a church. Also, next Sunday night, 5 o'clock at the Bobos, there is a bonfire and chili cook-off. And uh, everybody that knows how to make chili, you're invited. Make a pot of chili, put it in a crock pot, bring it out there. And uh, we'll have some judges, and we'll just see who has the best chili. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Brother Frazier, you won last time, didn't you? That's, that's been a few years ago, so um, bring your chili, and uh, we'll have a bonfire and have a good time, some activities. I asked in our leadership meeting about if we could bring guns and, uh, and just shoot guns out there, but there was a lot of apprehension, and, and uh, so um, don't bring your guns. You can, well, I don't want to say you can bring them, but I know some of you probably have your gun with you tonight. <laughs> and uh, we, we've talked about situations, if there were ever a, a situation to arise, if, you know, if we had a situation in our church where people had to pull their guns. And um, I, uh, I've just decided I don't have a gun with me. So my, my I'm not going to fight, I'm not going to flight. You know, usually that's your options, fight or flight. I'm going to hide in the pulpit. <laughs> and, uh, and hope it'll hold. And, uh, and let, let you guys that have the guns. There's a, there's a door there, door there, door there, door there, door there, door there, door there. So if you're flight, if you're doing the flight thing, you got a lot of options. But uh, a little training seminar before I preach. Ephesians chapter... Four and verse number three, the Apostle Paul is writing to this church, and he says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, there's one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. I want to preach with the help of the Lord for a few minutes about the beauty of unity. He said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. So I, I want to I just take that as a text here, as a launching point, and talk about how beautiful unity is, the beauty of unity. Amen. We're going to pray one more time for the word to uh, impact us, but pray for Sister Laureen Stewart also from Spyro. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word tonight, the opportunity to sit at your feet and learn of you and to study your word, and I pray that it would uh, find a place in each one of us that our ears would be open to the voice of the Spirit, Lord, in this hour and this day. God, impact us and prick our hearts and direct us, Lord, I pray tonight, and 
We pray healing and strength, Lord, upon uh, Laureen Stewart tonight. Pray, God, that healing would take place in her body and bless her, Lord, for her faithfulness to you. I pray, O oh God, your touch upon us all in the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. This scripture is phrased in other translations a, uh, a number of different ways um, and paraphrased in a number of different ways. When it talks about keeping the unity of the Spirit, at one place the Living Bible says, to try always, now just think about that, try always to be led along together. All, always together to be led by the Holy Spirit, and so be at peace with one another. Other versions use wording like, make every effort, or be diligent, or take every care, do your best, it says. Do your best. Now that's something when, it, when, when Paul would make a statement to do your best, um, to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. One of the, one of the primary people in the founding of our country, he wasn't considered one of the founders, but a man by the name of Thomas Paine, he wrote an article or a little short book called Common Sense, but he was very instrumental in the early days of our country. He made the statement in that book, he said, it's not in numbers, but in unity that our great strength lies. Let me say that again. It's not in numbers, but in unity that our great strength lies. And so I think that just like the Lord likes to, or just like we as parents, if you're a parent here, just like if you were a parent and you have more than one child, it's good to watch your children get along. I don't know how it was in your home when you grew up, but when I was growing up, there, were a lot of, there was a lot of conflict because I had a sister, I had an older sister, and I had a twin brother, and I had a younger brother. I have all those. Uh, we don't fight like that anymore, but there were times that we fought. We pulled hair. Um, I could tell you stories that would gross you out, <clears throat> but I'm not going to. But we fought, and we, we fought over the telephone. And now everybody has their own phone, but used to we had this thing with the cord that we hung up in our kitchen, and we would fight over the phone. Who got to talk on the phone when? And, you know, if you, if you remember call waiting. You may remember call waiting. You, you probably have call waiting on your cell phones. But we had call waiting. And if we were on the phone talking to our special friend, then you'd hear this, this little chirp in the phone. But if you knew, you know, it was for your brother or sister, you just ignored that chirp and you didn't answer that. But anyway, we had fights. And, but as parents... <clears throat> Kind of got sidetracked there, but as parents, we like to see our kids get along. And uh, all the parents say amen. We like to see that. And I think God likes to look down on his children. I think he likes to see them working together. In fact, Jesus Christ, before he went to Calvary, one of the last things he did before he went to Calvary is he... He prayed. He prayed. He prayed for uh, himself, but he also prayed for his disciples. And he made the statement in the 17th chapter of John. He said, 
that they all may be one. That they may that they all may be one. Because the Lord knows that the devil would like nothing more than to destroy the children of God through division. And guess what? We're not dumb. We're not ignorant of the fact. We're not ignorant of his devices. You know, we look around, there's all kinds of division in our country. There's division all over the place. There's political division. If you're a Democrat, the Democrats hate the Republicans, and the Republicans hate the Democrats, and the, the liberals hate the conservatives, and the, the, the Trumpers hate the never-Trumpers, and, and it's just everywhere there's division. That seems to be the norm of our day. It's almost, it's, 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 it's probably as bad as I've ever seen. It may not be the worst our country's ever had, but it's, it's pretty bad, and there's, there's all kinds of division. There's people trying to, to uh, create what they call class warfare, and you got the poor against the... Uh, the poor are trying, they're trying to convince the poor that the rich are against them and the rich against the poor and all. we got all this division all around us. Well, what we don't need to do is we don't need to let that spirit attach to ourselves. And where we bring it in and we make it a part of us, we need to let that spirit abide out there. Keep that, keep that, that divisive thing out there. In the, in the world of politics, in the, in the world, the world of sports or whatever world you're talking about, keep it out there and not let it be a part of what the Lord's doing. The president's wife back in the 40s, Eleanor Roosevelt said, pit race against race and religion against religion, prejudice against prejudice, divide and conquer. She said, we must not let that happen here. Whether you're a fan of Eleanor Roosevelt or not, we must not let that happen here. It doesn't matter who's got money and who doesn't have money. It doesn't matter who's, uh, who's got money, who's got this. It doesn't matter what color people are. It doesn't matter what race of people, where people come from, what ethnic, ethnic help me out, eth, thank you. Doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter if they're a Native American or they're a Caucasian or they're an Alaskan. It doesn't matter. They can come to the house of the Lord. They can be a part of the kingdom of God because my Bible tells me that there's going to be some from every tribe, every nation, every language that's going to be a part of the church. So we have to get that old spirit out. We have to guard against that. And keep the unity, because there is beauty in unity. Paul said, follow things which make for peace. And things with, wherewith one may edify another. Follow peace, follow things that are edifying. If somebody's divisive, separate yourself. That, that sounds the opposite of what I'm preaching, doesn't it? But if somebody, you know, what, you know what Paul said? And I should have put this in my notes, but I just now thought of it. It says, mark them which cause division among you. That's what Paul said. He said, mark them. Don't eat with them. If they're going to fill your ear with garbage, don't let them do that. Follow things which make for peace and which make for edifying. And so here we are, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. 
one, one God and Father of all. We share, something that we share here today is we share in the same salvation. We share in the same experience. We share in the same life. We're a part of the same body. We're a part of the same church. And so it's, it's, it, we're all a part of this together, but, but there are, there are uh, spirits and there are forces, if you will, that would, that would like to see division. And sometimes what happens to people is they begin to feel like they are the outsider. They are the ones they begin to feel like that they don't belong. That's the work of the enemy. We have one experience. We're a part of one body. We're a part of one church. We are a part of one fellowship. You know what fellowship is? Fellowship is not just eating a slice of pizza together. It's so much more than that. It goes deeper than that. Fellowship is about, it is about people who have a common denominator in their life. Fellowship is about people who have a common experience. It's about, it's like, it's a group of people that have repented of their sins and have been baptized calling on the name of the Lord Jesus and have been filled with the Spirit of the Lord. They are in fellowship one with another. All right, you guys are going to have to help me here. I'm going to get a little bit unorthodox. Don't be nervous. Yeah, thank you, Trey. I need some, one person just to volunteer to stand up from this section. Somebody that's been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody just stand Anybody stand up. Just. Thank you. All right. This section here. We have a. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right. Next section here. Thank you, Christy. Last section, we've got one more section. Good to see the Joneses here. They, they preached in Guthrie this morning. Glad they're here. We got Helen. All right. Can you stay standing for just a second, Helen? Thank you. I just want you, I just, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I, I thought about bringing you up front, but I knew that wouldn't work that well. So just letting you stand. But I want you to look at these folks here with me for just a minute. Have a young lady, 19, 18, 18 years old. Serving the Lord, filled with the Holy Ghost. We have a, a gentleman here, a man of God who loves the Lord. And he just turned 60 about a week ago. I knew that. I wouldn't have known that, but I knew that because of your birthday deal the other day. So I hope you don't mind me telling everybody you're 60. <laughs> I don't know how old you are. 44? Are you really? You don't, you don't look... Past 34. I don't think you have any gray hair. So, this is going to take too long if I get too sidetracked. So, we have a, a man who's 60, who loves the Lord, he serves, he's filled with the Holy Ghost. We have a, a, a woman who has a family and um, loves the Lord and serves God in youth ministry. And then we have Sister um, Helen back here who loves the Lord, who's faithful to church. And, and, um, different, uh, probably have um, uh, different experiences growing up, but all of them have the same experience. 
They have been filled by the same, with the same Holy Ghost. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you. But they are, and so they are in fellowship one with another. Even though they're different, and even though they look different, and even though they come from different backgrounds, and they have different families, and they, everything about them is, is very different. But they have that commonality. And it's through the Lord. It's felt, there, there, is a, there is a beauty in unity. Praise the Lord. People get, people get weird when I get with my twin brother. And they, they gawk at me and they look at me and they say, they just, they, they want to see how much we look alike and all that. And, and there, there's nothing pretty about Dustin and I just looking the same. But you know, you look at the church, that's something special. The church is something special because it's made up of young people and middle-aged people and saints of God and elders. It's made up of everybody. God forbid that we think that everybody has to be like. What a horrible church that would. Well, what a horrible. If everybody was like me. But we got some special people here. There is a beauty in unity. Praise the Lord. Different, different histories and different. See, God, God, God wants unity. He does. He doesn't want uniformity. He doesn't want everybody to look the same and be the same. But God, He does want unity. In fact, there, there is a verse in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 1.10. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. It says, let there be real harmony. Let there be real harmony so there won't be divisions in the church. He said, I plead with you to be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. And what puts us together tonight is that we're all pushing for the same goal. And we're all a part of the same purpose. You know what our, you know what our objective is? It's to go win souls. Our goal is not to compete. Our goal is to win souls. And our ultimate objective is to go to heaven. And so if you're a part of the kingdom, you're a part of the church, we're all going in the same direction. We're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. So we can be different, and we can still be unified. We can like different things, and we can still be a part of the same church. We can like different music. I thought about that as I was leading songs for you, Brother Jones, tonight. I led all in Him. And this morning, I led, everybody will be happy over there. And I thought, well, if they don't like the old songbook songs, they'll find somebody else to get up here. But I like the old songs sometimes, and I like the new songs. We sang that Charity Gale song tonight, too. I like old songs. I like new songs. Praise the Lord. But we can be different, and we can still be a part of the same body. We can still push for the same cause, and we can still have the same goal in mind. Praise the Lord. When I was in the 7th and 8th grade, I was in the band. And I'm so glad you made it back, Brother Jones. But I was in the band. And I played the tuba. And... But I, I, one of the things I learned about band is that there are sections in the band. And there were the, the brass, and there were the percussion, and there was, there was the, the, the woodwinds. Am I missing one? Basically, you were a, there were different sections, and, 
And if you were in the brass, you played like a trombone or a cornet or a trumpet. You played something that, you know, um, like these guys play over here. If you were percussion, you might play the bells or the drums, something like that. If you were a woodwind, you played a flute or you played a, a, a clarinet, clarinet and a saxophone, something like that. But you had all these sections, and everybody had a role, and everybody had a position, everybody did their thing. And, and within, it wasn't so much true in the tubas, but the other sections, there were, um, there were first part, second part, third part. So there were uh, people who played the trumpet, they played first part trumpet second part and third part and if they each played their part by themselves it, it sounded different for between each player and um, they each each made up that part um, but but I, I got to thinking about a band and and the beauty of a band is when they play together you know every once in a while there's a soloist and that's that's wonderful that's great but the beauty of it is is hearing those it all that, that mixed together. And you got, you got trumpets playing one note and playing a, a certain pieces of music. And you got, you got uh, woodwinds playing it. But it's all coming together. But you know what one of the worst sounds in the world is? You know what, you know what one of the worst sounds in all? And it's, it's forever sketched or scarred in me. It's the beginning of band class. When, when all of those people come into that room and they start sticking their mouthpieces in their horns, they're, they're buzzing their lips and they're, they're tightening that, that reed down and, and they're getting it just right and they're, it's squeaking and they're blowing on it and you got clarinets and saxophones making noise and you got horns over here making noise and, and then you've got those, um, those obnoxious drummers and they're over there going, and those, and it, and you walk into that that class, and all you hear is just complete racket. It's great. It's just, and I got to go on a couple of band trips when my kids were in band, and and you hear that, you hear them warming. They they weren't really warming up, but then but then the band director steps up there, and he maybe has a baton or. Maybe he has a hay hook. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Davis used to have a hay hook. I don't know if he still does or not. But the director would get up there, and he would stop it. He'd say, okay, we're going to warm up. And he'd start with a section. And they would start going, oh, 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 oh. If I would have been thinking, I would have had to get to trumpet tray. And then they go through the whole scale. And then it's the next department, next sections, it's their turn. And they start warming up. And all of a sudden, some, some good sounds start to come from it. And, and it starts to make sense. And, and then he says, the director, they, they pull out this, the music and they say, okay, we're going to play this piece or we're going to play this number. And, and everybody sits up and they're ready to go. And they give the... They give the uh, motion and say let's begin and they start into that they start playing that and they start playing making a beautiful sound music when they were off by themselves buzzing their lips and beating the drums and doing all 
That sounded nothing but this, this racket. But you put it all together. And there's something beautiful about it. And all I'm trying to say here tonight is that when we get off by ourselves and we think we can accomplish something by ourselves and we think we can do it by ourselves, we can, pardon me, we can beat on our drum or we can buzz our lips and we can play our horn. It may just sound like racket. But you take, you take a Shasta, you take a brother Essex and a sister Christy and a sister Helen, and you put them together. And there's something beautiful about multi-generations and multiple backgrounds coming together and accomplishing a work for God. It's something special. That's, that's why we have, to, we have to push it back against this independent thing. Am I telling the truth? Because sometimes we get it in us and we don't want to be a part of what everybody else is doing. We have to push back against that. There's something special about when the body comes together and we accomplish the work of the Lord. I, I read about it several years ago. They, they tell me about these, these blue whales that, that, that migrate. And they said that these blue whales, and they are more and more than what, they're in the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean, but they tell me these blue whales, they communicate. And they don't speak, obviously, but these whales... They sing. And, and you, you can look it up. You can, you can tell me if, I, um, if I'm all mixed up. But I remember reading about this, Brother Graham. Hearing about this. These whales, they sing the same song. And what I read was that the whales in the Pacific Ocean are singing the same song as the whales in the Atlantic Ocean. And they're all doing it together. See, we're a part. There, there is something special when the church is in unity. <laughs> Praise God. When we're, when we're doing it together. Brother and Sister Sponsler were some missionaries that were here this week, and they, they stayed upstairs a couple of nights. They got here on Wednesday afternoon, and we briefly met them, and we, we, we had service that night. We, and um, Thursday, uh, we... I had the opportunity to go to lunch with brother and sister sponsor. It was the first time we'd ever met them was on Wednesday afternoon in the fellowship hall. And that was just for a few moments to get them settled and set up in, upstairs. But we, on Thursday, uh, we went to lunch with them over here to the deli. And we sat down with them. And it was, there was like an instant connection. And we just, we, we just started telling stories and about you know, where we came from and different things and talking about things. And they, they talked about their ministry and how they had served in Ecuador for a number of years. And then they came off of the, the foreign field and they served in a church in, in Oregon. They, and then now they're back on the field in, in uh, where are they at? Argentina, Argentina. But brother and sister Sponsler, they came from different backgrounds. One of them came from Oregon. One of them came from Washington. But I got to thinking about that as we sat there, uh, more so after we got done eating. Um, you know, here were four people at this table that came from different backgrounds. And, and when we sat down and began to talk, it was like we had really, and I'm not, being, I'm not exaggerating, but it was like we had known each other for years. 
And after we got done eating and they left, or we left and my wife went back to work, she sent me a text. She said, wow, what a lunch. That was her exact text. Wow, what a lunch. But there was something connecting us with them. It's not because we had the same growing up background. It wasn't because we came from the same area. It wasn't even because we were even close in age because they were a little bit older than we were. But there was something connecting us, and it's the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. It's the Spirit of the Lord. And if you have the Spirit of the Lord, you are connected with people in a way sometimes we don't even realize. There is something special about the body of Christ, about the unity, the beauty of unity. And whether we're in the church in the United States or we're in the church in some far off country, we're singing the same song. We're singing the same song. And we're preaching the same gospel. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. You think about all the differences in the, the 12 disciples that Jesus chose to be his followers and the different backgrounds, and, and you can read books about them, but you can go through and you can see the different personalities that come forth in those individuals, how Simon Peter seemed to be the guy who, who always wanted to be in the front. He was the guy who walked on water. The rest of the apostles, the rest of the disciples, they didn't get out of the boat. But Peter did. And then you got James and John who were brothers. And they're, they're, they're arguing about who's the greatest in the kingdom. And mom's chipping in on the, attitude, or in, in on the, the argument. And finally she's the one that goes to Jesus and says, you know, which one of my sons can, be, can sit on your right hand? So you got that going on. And you have Peter's brother Andrew. And you have Thaddeus. And you have... Um, uh, all these different disciples. But the Lord, I think He intentionally chose them. He said, I want you to follow me. You're not like Him. I think I want you to follow me. Because there is, there is something special about unity. Bringing that diversity together for a common cause. Praise the Lord. Jesus saw value in diversity. And so he created people differently. He really did. God made everybody of the same value, but he didn't create, ever, create, ever, create everybody equally. You're not equal with everybody. You mean just as much to the Lord as anybody else. But we're not all the same. And see, that's why comparison when we start comparing ourselves with ourselves, Paul said that's not very wise. When we, when we start thinking that they have more or, or they have it better than us, we start comparing ourselves among ourselves. That's destructive. But when we realize we all have the same value, it doesn't matter what they have and what they, what they possess. If we're a part of the same work, because there's a beauty in unity. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but it's the same Lord. It's the same Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. We're a part of the same body of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord put this together. The, you know the Lord put this church together? You're, a, you're not a part of this church by accident. But the Lord has a, has a, has a 
role for every one of us. The Lord has a purpose for us. You say, well, well, I want to do what they do. Well, maybe the Lord doesn't want you to do what they do. Maybe the Lord wants you to do what He's called you to do. Praise the Lord. Every, every church needs people of different ability and different uh, talents and different, um, different uh, backgrounds. Because there are, there are things that people in this church, they can accomplish, they can do for the Lord that I can't do or maybe you can't do. There are, there are things that, that people have in their brains. That are, there, are, there are people that are so smart, they can accomplish things for God that, that something's lacking up here. It's missing. And that's okay. Don't compare yourself. Just be who God wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Accomplish what God's called you to do. Amen. The church needs Marys, and they need Marthas. Not everybody's a Mary. Not everybody's a Martha. And not everybody's a Lazarus. I got to rereading that story today about Lazarus. You know, got Martha working in the kitchen, getting things ready, and she's upset because Mary's not helping her, and Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, and she's worshiping him, and, and... Wanting to learn more of him. But Lazarus, we don't, even, we don't even know what Lazarus might have been doing after he came out of the grave. But you read that story in the book of John, or the book of Luke. And it says that Lazarus, a lot of the Jews came down to see Lazarus. And it even says in the Bible that they didn't come because Jesus was there, but they came because they wanted to see Lazarus. You know what Lazarus began to do? He began to tell them the story. And because he told them the story, now get this, because Lazarus told them the story, they started following the Lord. See, Lazarus was the storyteller. The church needs storytellers. Praise God. I don't know if I'm, I hope I'm making sense tonight, but I just, I just want to make the point that there is beauty and unity. And you know what? If... if if you have a certain opinion of me, that's okay. If I'm not more like the guy on the internet, you know what? I'll never be, I love Brother Mangan, but I'll never be Anthony Mangan. God called him to pastor that church in Alexandria, and he is a great pastor, he's a great man of God. But God didn't call me to be Anthony Mangan. Praise God. But you know what he called me to be? He called me to be Derek. He said, be Derek. And do a work for me. Because there is something special about when we all get together and we do our thing and we do it for the Lord. Stand with me if you would, please. Praise the Lord. The scripture says that we are lively stones. And we as lively stones, we have built a spiritual house you know what we're not just a bunch of bricks <laughs> we got bricks on this building out here if you go out there and look at that building those bricks are all in a line they're just all uniform we're not bricks we're we're, we're a bunch of stones we're a bunch of stoners <laughs> for all you 80s people we're a bunch of stones 
And some are little, and some are big, and some are oblong, and some are weirdly shaped, and some of them have nicks out of them, and some of them have big bulges on the sides of them. But we are lively stones that make up the body of Christ. And you know what the Lord's praying? The Lord's saying, that they may be one. That they may be one. One body. Part of one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one church. Praise God. I'm so thankful today. I'm so thankful that I'm a part of something bigger than I am. I'm a part of the church of the living God. Praise the Lord. And, and, and I'm just going to tell you, sometimes we have to push back against that, 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 that independent spirit. We've got to push back that, 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 that voice that keeps cropping up that says, I don't belong. I'm not a part of this thing. That's, that's just the enemy working. Praise the Lord. But I love the church. I love the people of God. And I'm so thankful that you're a part of it. Here's what I want you to do if you're comfortable doing, doing it. Um, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. And I know some, you know, I, I know not everybody um, is comfortable maybe putting their hand on somebody's shoulder or praying with somebody. But if you're comfortable doing it, what I want you to do is I want you to just find somebody to pray with here. We're going to sing here in a minute. But I want you to just join up and just join up with somebody, anybody in the sanctuary that you are comfortable praying with or next to. And just You can put, their hand, put your hand on their shoulder or you can hold hands if you're comfortable doing that. Or if you're not, you can just stand next to them if you want to do that. Again, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. But here's what I want you to do. I want you, I want you to pray with that person. But, but as you pray for that person, now listen, as you pray for that person, I want that person to represent the rest of the body of Christ. I want that person to represent the rest of the church. So you're really not just praying for one person, but you're praying for your fellow believers. Does that make sense? So why don't, why don't, you, just, why don't you just ask a blessing and pray, pray something for somebody that's near you. Somebody needs to pray with. Landon, why don't you hook up with Trey and them. If there's somebody that's not praying, with, just begin to pray with somebody and ask God's blessing on their family, on their home, or if you know they, need, they have a need in their life, why don't you ask God to help them with that need or somehow that the Lord would direct them and encourage them in their down times, however you want to do it. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to be in the church. God, for my brothers and my sisters, Lord, thank you, Lord, that I can be a part of it. And God, that you put me in the body of Christ today. But Lord, today I ask that you would strengthen my brothers. And I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen my sisters in the Lord. God, when they, when they face storms and they face trials, I pray, God, you would give them the courage to walk through them. And Lord, when they have victories, Lord, I want to rejoice with them. And I want to, Lord, weep with them when they weep. And I pray, God, healing Lord, throughout this sanctuary, I pray strength, O oh God, in every home that's represented, every life, O oh God, that is here tonight. I pray, O oh Lord, that You would help us to grow closer together as a body. Lord, that there would be a, a pleasing, that You, Lord, would smile upon us, O oh God. Lord, that You would bless every young person. Lord, that our youth group would be unified today. Lord, I pray blessing on our children tonight. Lord, our, our children's program, God, as we uh, strive together for the purpose of the cause of, Lord, of, of reaching more people, I pray, Lord, there would be a unified effort tonight. I pray, O oh God, for this church in the days ahead, Lord, if you tarry. I pray, O oh God, you would help us to work together to win more souls. That, Lord, people would recognize the love 
one for another in this place. Hallelujah, Lord. I pray that you would stir our hearts and our minds, God, in a special way. Help us, oh God. Help us, Lord, to help each other. Stir us.